I got that shit out of the way. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Double D experience. Uh, sometimes tired, sometimes sleepy, but always on daylight savings. I, 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 I'm going to love it if we just basically take that catchphrase that we have and just change it every time like tis the That's, season. I'm trying to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to see if I can well, just like come up with something every well, time. We'll even have like seasonal t-shirts when that day comes. <laughs> Yo, that'd be so... <laughs> I actually kind of want like... It, maybe, maybe, maybe this year. <laughs> I don't know. Like two, <laughs> two t-shirts. I mean... We could also make our logo an NFT if we want to. So. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. I was going to say... Mm -hmm. I was going to say specifically we designed the shirt so that it only fits women who have double D breasticles. So what, extra large? <laughs> or large? I mean, I guess, but then those people are going to fit into it. Like, smaller people will still be able to fit into it, you know what I mean? It's going to be like Mario Kart Double Dash. Yeah, you know, fucking little, little Diddy Kong, he doesn't belong in, like, you know, the freaking the Bowser Crusher. He doesn't belong in that cart, but he's in it anyway because he's small enough and he can fit. C could I ask you Honestly, it's like having a fucking, like, shrimp cock and, like, wearing a magnum. It's like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? It's like, it's not going to make it grow any bigger if, like, you just have the thing on there. Oh, you know, all all a bigger condom does for like a, a small... Like a tic-tac, bro. Like, for a small dick, all it does is just make you look like a ghost is on your crotch. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's like, ooh. Uh, uh, condom on my dick. Looking like a tic-tac. Got some lotion. Rub it on my ball sack. Yeah. I like porn. 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 So, I like uh, porn. Uh, so, I like porn. I think, uh, guys, David.exe has stopped working. We must uh, kill, kill the task and the task manager. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I guess we'll get this started here. Thank <laughs> you for clicking on our stupid shitty podcast. I, um, I guess this is not so much of a little-known fact about me anymore, but... Uh, at this uh, point, I because no, you won't I, shut up about it. Yeah, I become, <laughs> I'm slowly becoming that guy. Um, I'll put it on screen right now, and I'll actually, I'll send these to you right now, because I actually already bought some more recently. Wait, how <laughs> recently are we talking? Because, uh, guys, he hasn't... A, a, a couple of days ago. David hasn't said it yet, but uh, David's been uh, basically been messaging me back and forth of like these of these products that he's basically buying and no they're not dildos sorry to disappoint you guys uh no that's critical he actually <laughs> he legitimately collects dildos okay i learned something new every day but um yeah. but basically to spoil <laughs> what what david's about to say david's been buying playing cards and as everyone fucking knows about playing cards they are the heart of an addict of a gambling addict and David may soon get an intervention done for him because he has a serious problem. So, uh, David, uh, you may talk and tell the audience the audience of your plight. You fucking Look, there's slut. No, there's no point in me even going to any of, like, having an intervention or going to rehab for it or some shit if I can't set up a poker night with the boys to fucking begin with. Every time I do it, I set up a little group chat. All people doing it is call me gay. And, then, <laughs> and, it's not, and it, 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 I'm not even fucking no, joking. No, That's I the know, sad part. I know, I know, I know. 
Because that was me. It's because of... Yeah, I know! <laughs> That's the fucking stupid part. It's like, hey, yo, we should have a poker night. Yo, that'd be really cool. I'm getting my coworkers interested in it. Yeah, like, we're not... No, we, you know, we shouldn't talk to each other at, like, our stations or whatnot, or our kiosks, you know? Uh -huh, so David, you're gay. Should, we should you're set gay, up a David. place outside. David, you're gay. And then you're people gay. don't even fucking say anything, you're gay. It's like, oh, my David's Lord. gay. Right. Fuck him. He's hey, gay. Well, that's the end of this episode of the Double D Experience. He doesn't think Dave Chappelle's funny. He's gay. <laughs> Yo, I've actually been watching a lot of Dave Chappelle as of lately, and I think that I know that man is a genius. Oh yeah, I'm he is. Sorry, He's, I, I'm sorry for all the uh, one or two trans people that listen to our podcast. We're sorry, we like Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I mean, and obviously you you've heard that you've heard that story about like that uh, that uh, Daphne woman he knew, right? I mean, you, yeah, you watched mm -hmm. that piece. Yeah, yeah. Like how how could you I listen even, to that? Uh, how could you listen to that story and then say that man is transphobic? I even besides the fact that he himself said he was transphobic. I literally went out of my way on the stage. Like I literally even went out of my way to find like uh what like who she was and like what she looked like and then that whole oh, really? story. Yeah, I even looked it up. Like and. Yeah, I really think, like, you know, even after reading her whole story, and plus, like, her relationship with David, and then after that, um, oh, Dave, I guess, <laughs> I guess, it, I mean, like, Dave and David, you know, potato, potato, whatever, um, but, like, uh, reading her story and everything, um, definitely, uh, shed some light into, like, where he was coming from as far as, like, yeah. his, uh, his arguments, and, of course, his, um, his special, like, as, to, as far as, like, the subject matter when it came to trans mm. people, and I honestly felt as if like this movement or, or this movement or like, I guess the, um, the, uh, strikes and the protests against him are basically like, you know, basically lost all credibility at this point. And like, for me, at least, I don't know, like some people are still out there, like literally throwing up them picket signs and everything. So yeah, I mean, I mean if you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle, very, very, very famous comedian. People call him the goat at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's made some jokes about like trans people in the past and lo and behold, like the trans community kind of fucking hates him at this point. Mm -hmm. But he had this story that there was this um this young uh, uh, trans woman. Her name was Daphne, who befriended Dave mm -hmm. Chappelle. Had uh, she opened a couple of like shows for him and stuff like that, and the two of them really bonded and became friends. And like she had like a real like way of telling him like how she felt as a trans woman, how she just wanted to be treated as a human mm -hmm. because she would like listen to trans jokes and she would laugh and stuff like that. Like she wasn't like she wouldn't wasn't like super like uptight or PC about it mm -hmm. or anything. Like she would see things as jokes as long as people treated her as a human. And ironically enough, when she spoke out in support of Dave Chappelle, she was bullied by a bunch of trans women online, or not, probably not even trans people. It was probably just a bunch of, like, cis white people, if we're being honest, who were like, I'm so yeah. great, I, I support trans people. They literally bullied the woman to the point of suicide. Dave Chappelle yeah. didn't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a sick irony to that, mm -hmm. you know? You know how I, you know how I figure, so... Yeah, like, just giving you the context of what we were talking about here before we went, like, too in-depth about it, you know what I mean? Because then mm -hmm. people be like, what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll link it I'll link it down in the description below. I probably won't since I always forget to do it. But <laughs> literally, like, I'm going to link this. I'm going to link this video in the description below of Dave Chappelle telling this story. And if you, if you still feel nothing after that or you think that that man is, is the heart problem. Or heartless at the very He's the yeah. problem. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, he's heartless. I don't know what to fucking tell you like you might like y you might you just need to you just need to stop it you just need you just need to think of like how like really people should treat each other you know what i mean one thing that is also real poignant at least about that one bit that he was talking about um especially during that one special that everyone's getting all so uppity about is um he was telling a basically a story where 
um, a rapper uh, who I think a lot of people know at this point. He's called Da Baby, and he was the guy that basically popularized the "Let's Go" you know uh, meme from a little bit way back when. And it was the story basically was was that Da Baby shot and killed a man in Walmart. Wait, 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 what? Yeah, yeah, this was part of it. This was part of it. Um, so basically, he was recounting the story. Let's let's go. Let's go. That man shot and killed a man in a Walmart. And Dave's whole thing was was that it is really. I I think he says it's kind of um, it's kind of sad that this man who shot and killed a man still has his career, but apparently talking and. Talking about like gay people, apparently is enough to end your career in the wrong way. In the wrong way, yeah. In it's the, like in the wrong it's, way. It, you know? it really is though insane though you, when you think about it that like yeah, this dude straight up killed a man, still has his career, but you basically talk anything about gay people enough to basically get your entire career fucked forever apparently. And I think he's saying the conversation is is that we we're really focusing on the wrong things as far as like uh, the public and how they kind of perceive mm-hmm. like a lot of stuff that they mm-hmm. see on TV and shit. And it I don't really care for the baby. So like I mean I do think like I mean dude straight up like shot and killed a man. He should be jailed obviously. But the fact of the matter is is he's not. And I think also that uh, one's got to remember, too, is that, you know, because I, I told I remember saying this to David a while back and David, you know, we had that whole conversation like a couple of weeks back about like this whole thing a little bit. And mm, yeah, uh, you know, we were, I was at least just telling David that it's this is one of those things where I, I think I, I essentially also agreed with um, like Dave uh, with with Dave Chappelle in that the conversation that people are having is the is the wrong one about this whole thing and also forgetting as to like who dave Chappelle is mm-hmm. as his occupation and also pointing out that there is no like there is no maliciousness clearly and it's not like he even has it out for trans people either and like people think that this band, like had it so out for them yeah. And when in reality it really was it's his shit that he said was the same thing that a lot of other comedians would say about any other ethnic group, any other group to begin with really. And it is all part of the job. Well, some of the same yeah. people who like would listen to that and get upset probably have the same quote-unquote problem with it when in retrospect it's like a lot of it is virtue signaling. I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to like go out on a limb here and um because to let you guys know, I mean, like he, like Dave Chappelle befriended this young trans yeah. woman, mm-hmm. let her headline for her show, and so and gave her like uh, gave her a chance even after he said that like she bombed on stage too and only done stand up eight times beforehand and everything, and even eventually was able to get like the crowd on her side afterwards after she like sort of stood up for herself after some this one thing that Dave Chappelle said or something like that something about her just like wh- what was the context of that like it, it was something about like. It, it was something about, like, her, like, not having, like, a human experience. That was all, like, that was the only time that she actually ever got offended by anything that he said when it was, like, some joke that sort of felt like it was dehumanizing her, 
You know what I mean? But then mm-hmm. all he all he said to her, like all sh- all all was said. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm so fucking tired. Daylight savings is like really like fucking screwing both of us. I had like I also had like coffee yesterday, like two coffees because I'm working two jobs now. And uh, I was I did it. David on is very stressed. David I did it on daylight stressed. savings day, which was so stupid. Because now I'm extra tired. <laughs> but whatever. I, I'm powering through. I'm, I'm, I'm talking with another human. I'm engaging right now. It was something that Dave Chappelle or like someone in the audience said or something like that that tipped her off that made her feel unhuman to the point where she screamed at Dave Chappelle saying that less like, I just want you to believe that I'm having a human experience. It's like that's all she cared about mm-hmm. was just being treated like a human being. It's not wasn't any of the jokes. wasn't any like anything that he said about trans people. It was when there was something that was said that was specifically sort of designed to make her feel dehumanized that hurt her feelings. And that was when Dave Chappelle backed down on that because he's like, I've fucking been there as a black mm-hmm. man. You know what I mean? And that was so beautiful. That's the kind of stuff that actually advances things like progression and, you know, trans people, like, really, like, earning their place in society and whatnot. That's the way you get, like, you move forward. Not from these pissed-off people online that, mm-hmm. like, like pick and choose or needle every little dumb thing that you say and these fringe groups just yelling the loudest. Those people are accomplishing the exact opposite of what they set out to do. So I'm gonna go out on a limb here, my friend, and quote, um, what was that character's name from The Office? Uh, that minor character? Vikram. Like the salesman, the telemarketer. Oh, right. You remember that? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say here that like stuff like like the SJWs or whatever, political correctness, and I think you're going to understand what I mean by this when I say this, Dennis. Political correctness is mm-hmm. like the food of the wise man, but it's the liquor of the fool. Oh. You know what I mean I like by that? that. It's mm-hmm. like it's like you know, like yeah, it's important to be a little politically correct. You don't want to dehumanize people who have been subjugated in society, like African Americans, you know, black people, uh, trans people, gay people, all that stuff, right? But to go too far into it to make your whole being about you know, sort of being PC in the sense that all you're doing is just screaming about shit that you think should be deemed offensive online, screaming at people who have no actual malicious intent towards, like, you know, trans people or gay people or whoever, you're missing the entire fucking point. You know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. you're drunk off of that, like, sort of, like, power tripping that, like, having an audience online sort of gives you to the point where you don't even realize you are accomplishing the exact opposite of what you set out to fucking do in Mm -hmm. the first place. You're the one who's making the cause look stupid. You're the reason that a lot of people, you know even if they're not, like, on the right side of the spectrum, hate Democrats because they associate them with you. It's like, it, it should say everything to the point, to the, to the fact that, like, it wasn't the trans jokes that Dave Chappelle said for why this woman killed herself. Dave Chappelle gave this woman a chance, made her dreams come mm-hmm. true for a little bit before she felt the only way out was death. It was a bunch of quote-unquote allies online and, like, other mm-hmm. really pissed-off trans people when she defended Dave Chappelle online from trying to make her dreams come true. Their harassment, their mm-hmm. constant dogging on Twitter, that's what led her to take herself. So what does that say? Do they, Do you actually fucking care about, you know, these people? Do you actually care about no. progression? Or is it manufactured outrage, like my good friend Dennis here always says? You know what I mean? Like, that fucking story, man, like... I am linking it in the description. I'm going to remember. I'm going to... <laughs> David, post-edit David. <laughs> I need you to listen to me, you stupid, tired, drunk motherfucker. I need you to put it in the description and stop being a fucking idiot. Oh, also, I bought the cards, by the way. I, I just, oh. I didn't want... They, yes! They were, li- they were limited edition. Peer pressure works, people! <laughs> oh, God, I spent $160 <laughs> on them shits. 
Ooh, we'll talk more about that in a minute. I guess like yeah. if you have like anything else you have to say about the Dave Chappelle thing. Uh, it not really about Dave Chappelle, but it also reminds me of this one um one other person that not that I obviously knew personally, but um if anyone remembers August Ames, which was um a pretty the porn star, yeah. yeah, which was a pretty famous porn star at least before she also took her life because of believe it or not, a lot of people at least I don't know if they were. Posing as members of the gay community and basically saying that hoobity boobity this and that and like basically just dogging on her the same way that they did Daphne like thing in 2019. And unfortunately also August names. It is so funny because like I literally so, sometimes still watch her stuff and I'm just like, oh wait, I forgot she's dead. That's a, that's <laughs> like, a weird feeling. It, it really, you know it, what I mean? It, yeah, like, it's like not even that I knew her personally too. Like, like would you... Like, hypothetically speaking, like, let's say, God forbid, if, like, let's say your girlfriend passed away, right? Or your wife passed away. Like, would you still, like, jerk off to, like, let's say sex tapes you guys made? Like, um, like no, it's, like, I know it's not even the same vein, but it's, like, it's, I do sometimes in the back of my head just think, like, it's, like, as I'm about to bust a nut, like, right before, it's, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, by the way, she's dead. And I'm, like, oh! <laughs> 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 that only turns me on. <laughs> like, it's it's so weird. Uh, obviously, yeah, it is a trip. I've watched yeah. old porn. Mm-hmm. I've watched old porn with porn stars that actually are dead now. Mm-hmm. And besides, you know, like jacking off to vintage porn that you unfortunately found out later was your mom. <laughs> I can't think of any worse possible feeling. That, uh, which by, that's a joke, by the way. That did not happen to me. <laughs> My mom never did porn. Sorry to all you guys listening. <laughs> Bet you would have liked that, you stupid sick bucks. But yeah, <laughs> no, um, I, I totally get what you mean, though. It's like, that's yeah. a weird feeling. It's like, same thing as like, you know, like being like, oh, I've had sex with somebody who's like dead now, but I'm still like a young guy, you know? Yeah. It's not like I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm like married and my wife passed away and we're like 80. Yeah. And we're like in our 80s, you know what I mean? It's like, not like that. It's just like, yeah, this person is not of this earth anymore. Yeah. And it's like, I'm about literally to- in the earth, <laughs> like literally of this earth, I guess. But you know what I mean? It's like, and I'm about to shoot ropes. <laughs> right now <laughs> but yeah it, it kind of reminded me of that and it's like, around and around. Um, <laughs> august ames and obviously daphne are like two different people obviously but um at the very least like i think um it's it obviously goes to show you that uh what what this kind of um climate especially now of like manufactured outrage can obviously lead to mm-hmm. and i mean dave Chappelle basically doesn't give a fuck either way I think about this whole thing. At the very least, it's given him publicity. It's also making him money. So obviously, he doesn't yeah. really give a shit. And I honestly feel like that is how you basically take, a, let's say, outrage, and you should make money off of it because obviously, it's about yourself. But because I mean, but you know, Dave Chappelle's also like at the very least, like he's very intelligent. As far as even, I think most comedians really themselves are very intelligent people. And I know Bill Burr, especially, like, if we're talking about comedians, like, he considers himself a straight-up retard sometimes and has said on multiple occasions that I don't I don't know what the fuck I'm saying half the time. Like, like I don't, like, none of you should be taking me seriously. Like, <laughs> like he says it so often, but um, at the very least, like, you know, uh, we all know why we love Bill Burr and we all know why we love Dave Chappelle. We all know why we love uh, so many comedians because a lot of these guys, obviously, like, you know, they... Like, Dave Chappelle was a kid from Brooklyn, and he was um, closing at comedy clubs way back when, when he was, like, I think, even younger than us, like, currently. And he was going back home, 
on the subways all the time and everyone knows MTA and especially Brooklyn around that time was definitely not a safe fucking place and Mm -hmm. he did that shit you know obviously by himself and everything and the relatability is the reason why we love a lot of comedians to begin with and I think it's the reason why that at the very least like I whenever Especially a lot of Dave Chappelle's older stuff and a lot of his older specials. Like, I remember when his first special, um, since his one from way long time ago, years ago, before he basically kind of sort of came out of semi-retirement and uh, did his first Netflix special. Um, when I watched it, it um, of course, like, obviously it was hilarious. But at the same time, it was filled with a lot of intelligent um, points that he was making about several issues that are that were going on and that were that are going on right now within the United States including the Me Too movement, Harvey Weinstein and even just black and white relations and a lot of other stuff that obviously like you know if we tried to go into it would this would be like a 2 hour fucking podcast but um closing I guess would be that it's like everyone still has not only got to remember what comedians are and what their occupation is they also got to realize that when they're on that stage, that is their job to make people laugh by any means necessary. And for at least Chappelle, it'd be one thing, like this was the distinction that I made to David. It would be one thing if, and this was not even really pertaining to Chappelle, but just like comedians in general. If let's say a comedian went out on the streets and called people the N-word in public and was obviously being that's obviously like you know the context is that oh this guy's a racist asshole and he's a piece of shit it's different though when you're on stage and people make racist jokes and people get a laugh out of it the context is completely different and it's apples and oranges at the end of the day and hopefully i i mean i hope that at least the public um once this whole part uh protest kind of um i guess i guess not disappears is the wrong word but i guess like once it kind of like uh winds down a bit people will start to realize at least that you know this is what they are and this is what they do and there is at least when they're on that stage there is really no malicious maliciousness behind it unless you're a heckler and then you deserve it but (laughs) like no no people are cowards it it depends on like how it's gonna go and like who's willing to stand up to certain kinds of tides like there's a difference mm -hmm. between like pc and like sjw's you know what I mean? It's like, you oh, look at the reviews well, for, like, what's up? Oh, there was one thing that I just wanted to add, too, was that, like, at least as far as Dave Chappelle, though, he's really untouchable at this point, if you really think about it. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, he, but that's the thing, though, too. Most other comedians, let's say, God forbid, if this ever happened to them, are not, let's say, Dave Chappelle's level of untouchable. Louis C.K., for as sure as fuck, wasn't. And look how far, like, how hard he got canceled for that. It's, like, the same fucking reason I got out of the Smash commentary game. It's, like, I'm not sucking anybody's dick who, Mm -hmm. like, pretends they're better than me just to get to a job that I'm not even fucking paid for half the time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, like, yeah, that's, like, young, impressionable people will fall for that. But I'm not dumb enough to do that. And, like, what happens in the real world is sort of on a grand scale. It's, like, there comes a certain point where you can start saying mostly whatever you want and you're not going to get canceled. Dave Chappelle is at that point far and mm-hmm. beyond but up and coming comedians are not they say the wrong thing once done lights yeah. out like you know especially up and over. coming comedians that's the thing mm-hmm. dude too like dad da- like yeah. young daphne like she said mm-hmm. the wrong thing she said something that was slightly not pc in defending dave Chappelle to the internet crowd and then she killed herself this is what happened this is why social media is one of the worst fucking things that ever happened to the world man it gives people who do not deserve a platform 
a platform who should not have one who should not have any fucking sway mm -hmm. on like how these things go and they do it's perfectly exemplified by the um rotten tomatoes reviews right mm -hmm. well, who was that who was that comedian that was like calling out fucking uh that comedian that was like calling out dave Chappelle on like how horrible his special was the the one that like literally the one that literally like people actually know now because of the dave Chappelle special to fucking begin with I forgot, oh. um, I forgot her name, something with an H. Um, I was gonna they... say Sarah Silverman, but I'm- No, 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 <laughs> it was not. Uh, hold up. H, I... H, H. Fucking- uh... God, what was, what was that comedian's name? I don't remember. Oh, this is gonna, I'm actually, I'm trying to look this up because it's gonna bother me. Oh, fuck. I, I typed, I, I like literally just typed H in in the Google search, and it, all I got was Heather Locklear, and I was like, "Is this her?" And then I'm like, "No, this is she's, <laughs> she's an American. Not she's an American actress." <laughs> it was definitely not Heather Heather Locklear. Um, fuck. It, it, it was like, oh my god, dude. It was like some comedian, right, who was like viciously like going after Chappelle on uh, on Twitter, right. Uh, because of, like, she was super offended, like, by his special. I think she was a trans woman or, like, a non-binary one mm -hmm. or something like that. I, but I don't know. But a lot of people suddenly heard of this person because of the Dave Chappelle special. Something about, like, him mentioning her or whatever, right? Their, their stand-up special, right? And mm -hmm. I don't know this person's pronouns, so whatever, fuck you. Uh, this person's, like, um, stand-up special. Her stand-up special got fucking mad high critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, something mm -hmm. up in the 90s, right? And it has, like, some of the most bottom-of-the-barrel audience scores you will see on, like, the entire fucking website when it comes to the, um, Oof. when it comes to that. And Dave Chappelle's stand-up special, exact fucking opposite. Horrible critic reviews, insanely high audience reviews. And that was from well over 5,000 mm -hmm. reviews compared to this other comedians who had, like, something like 200 Mm -hmm. or whatever something in that number some low numbers like that what does that say you know what I, you know what it's I mean? all Dennis, bullshit that's why, that's why i'm scared yeah. that some mm -hmm. things are not gonna change and you know like mm -hmm. i feel like the democrats are gonna try to cater more and more to sjw's as time goes on because they feel like that's their fucking base or, or even though they're just sometimes the ones who scream the loudest which will make that party look shittier and it's the same thing for these fucking garbage stand-up specials because the thing is this stand-up special from i've read a bunch of reviews of it and every single person says it's literally not a comedy special like, she's just, like, venting about her life. Mm -hmm. She's not even telling jokes in it or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not even a little bit but, funny. Uh, but yet it has crazy high reviews as a comedy uh, special, uh, quote-unquote. You know what I mean? It's like the reviewers are going to give that a good review just because it makes them look good for them to give it a good review. Or because it's progressive <laughs> or anything. Meanwhile, it's a fucking comedy special. It's supposed to make you laugh. But here's, you the, know? Thing, but here's the thing, though, too. Some comedians can spin their it, like their hour-long rants on their special into something funny yeah but and apparently that, that, this you know, one didn't I know, I know but that's what i'm saying like it actually takes talent to fucking do that and obviously like you know a goat like fucking dave Chappelle, like obviously knows how to do that and it's it really just also goes to show you that i think uh because i agree with you in that i think it's gonna be really it could potentially and it it also just might be uh, flat out really rough for up-and-coming comedians now to really like kind of let's say um break their stride uh within the industry because 
around Bill Burr's time, I knew a lot of guys within his era, and I think Chappelle was a little bit a part of that. But I think he was actually Dave came a little bit after um, Billy. Yeah, Bill Billy Red Tits came a little bit after uh, Dave, and I think during their era, it was like you could really get away with anything, saying anything really. You could make a terrible Holocaust mm-hmm. joke, and like people would just be like, "Ah, that wasn't really too funny," and people, some people, would be kind of offended by it. But you know. But during those times, like, you know, back in the day, kids, people didn't always get canceled for the shit that they said, especially if they're a comedian and they said a joke that wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. I It's um, but now, yeah, like it's because uh, I was I was growing up in that era and I still watch a lot of um, comedians from that era to this day. And I think, yeah, Bill Burr, Dave and I guess Norm before he died as well. And a few others re- mm-hmm. are really the only ones that were able to really get away with saying that shit because Bill Burr just says whatever the fuck he wants to say. And yeah. And he's one of the few people that like, you know, he, people have tried to cancel him for years more than Chappelle, like more than they have Chappelle. But I think at least for Bill, they didn't have like people coming out of the, out of their houses and like getting pitchforks and fucking picket signs and shit. And like calling for his, like, what do they even want though? Like, it, like, did they want like Chappelle to apologize? Or I mean, like, are they worried about like his jokes? Like, something? Do they think his jokes are gonna like incite more violence upon them? Because that's the <laughs> that's the actual like scary shit when it comes to like trans people. It's like mm-hmm. you look at the statistics of like how they're harassed in the streets, mm-hmm. like how like they're beaten up by people or yeah. some shit like that. That's the kind of stuff that's scary. But the thing is, is that it's like I watched his stand up special. I'm a cis white dude, and I don't hate trans women. Yeah. You know what I mean? This didn't make me want to go find a trans woman and, like, fucking punch her in the face. Mm -hmm. Like, no, that's not what it did. It's like, people who would ever do that to another human being, regardless if they're trans or not, have some other bad shit going on in their life. Maybe they're alcoholics. Maybe they're unhappy yeah. at home. Maybe and it like, doesn't give like, them an excuse. Maybe they got laid off. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 We are understanding not- where they're coming from, but at the same time, we're not. We're also saying that that doesn't give them give them an excuse to be an asshole. Yeah, like right, any other domestic out. violence. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that hatred mm-hmm. stems like. Some people claim that hatred can stem from jokes, and I think it can. But I think for the most part, it stems as an excuse for why people are unhappy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You could be like, oh, dude, this place is... Like, dude, at the place where I work at, right? There were these two kids, right? This happened to me recently at my work. There were these two kids, right? In between my kiosk and uh, my coworker's kiosk. Who were complaining about, like, how expensive some of the toys that were there that were selling were. Mm-hmm. When I told him that what how much mine was, because I sell something... I sell mine. Mine's the number one selling toy on Amazon, and it is kind of pricey. Mm-hmm. Uh... He was, like, complaining about the price, like, $25 for this, like, these two kids were doing. And then he just started going off on me about how that mall was owned by Jewish people. <laughs> Which it is. It, it, it literally that, is. That is a fact. But, we're not But, like, not e- idea, but like but. everything, like, they were claiming, that's why everything here is so expensive, this and that. That's why, like, everything here is so pricey, and they got mad about it. Meanwhile, they were literally asking us to give them free shit. Like you hear the entitlement, don't you? It just screams that you don't. How are you going to fucking (laughs) perpetuate that stereotype about Jewish people that they're cheap or whatever, or that like everything they sell is? And then you turn around and ask for free shit, and you're asking us to give you free shit, you (laughs) snot-nosed little fuck. I actually wanted to fucking punch that kid when he told me that. Like, yeah, like you're asking people for free shit, and then you're calling Jewish people cheap. 
Go fuck yourself, I, you stupid I, piece I, of dog I will, shit. If I you will somehow make... hear this podcast, I hope you fucking <laughs> fell in a ditch, like, as you walked out of the fucking mall and, like, broke your fucking tiny shrimp cock on the fucking gravel, you cock. I, I will... Seriously, I was so pissed at this kid when this shit happened. But what does that say? You know what I mean? What does that say? It's like, this is that's where stuff like these biases fucking come from. Stupid fucking young impressionable people or old people who just haven't evolved, you know, like with the slowly more PC state of the world, mm -hmm. who are just using it as an excuse for their bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, that's what it is. That's like, a, that's part of where these biases mm -hmm. stem from. They can from jokes, but Dave Chappelle is not, he doesn't hate trans people. And if you see that as that, I, I yeah. don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, but David, I will say one thing about the American Dream Mill. Yeah. It might be a stereotype, but I honestly think Jews are the only type of people that will charge you for fucking parking at the <laughs> fucking garage for three dollars. Uh, so like, that I've had people I, complain I, to me I, about. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I mean, it, whatever. Maybe it's just sugar and they well, Okay, you gotta remember. Pennies. You got. You gotta remember, man. And this is all public. This is all public information. You know, like people write about this place. They opened this place. Twenty million dollars in the hole. Late 2019, COVID happened. That fucked them, dude. Like, I, I, like, no, 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 I'm just making the joke because it's like, literally, I have known three of the cheapest types of ethnic groups in my entire life. Them being Asians and Jewish people and maybe on occasion Indians. I've literally worked in Midtown with my dad and met so many different types of people. And the most people I saw that usually tried to haggle with my dad for his stuff, which was basically costume jewelry were basically always Indian dudes who was like, oh, my friend, please uh, give me a discount. It's like, you bought two things. Yeah, yeah, just make it maybe uh, $8. People of every single ethnic like, group ask me I to do that for them every <laughs> fucking day at that place. <laughs> Literally, like, I've had people ask me to give them free shit. Like, yeah. I don't fucking know you. Yeah. Suck my cock. So wait, David, would you give me a discount then? I'd probably just buy you one. Straight up, if I'm being honest. I did they, that for my coworker. Guys, I bought one for her granddaughter. Guys, David is an amazing friend. Uh, everyone should be fucking happy and glad that they have an, such an amazing friend as David. I am. So, David, I, I love mean, you. Well, listen, listen. I would. But I just spent $160 on playing. <laughs> so. David, you want to know something? Your, your boy. <laughs> is a little bit in my, the hole my, a little my, bit. My, my, my <laughs> He might be a little bit, uh, he's, he's, uh, what is a uh, down bad, as the kids say, <laughs> nowadays. His, his wallet is going through the Great Depression, as it were, but... <laughs> Dude, that's like when your fucking daughter gets married, it's like, oh, right in the wallet! <laughs> Ow! Would you... Oh, it hurts. Would you pay for your daughter's wedding? I probably, I would go to, like, I would go to, like, fucking, um... I would go to, like, the groom's parents and be like, listen. <laughs> listen. Yeah, you straight up. Yeah, you, like, you took the words right out of my mouth, like, listen. It's just like, it's like... This place is ten fucking thousand dollars to rent out. It's like it, that's the thing though too. And it's like you don't even stop there. It's like, and I'm gonna give you the shopping list of what the fuck she wants out of this fucking wedding. And like, let's say already, like at that point, like money is not an issue. But it's like you know, you you went from being like poor as fuck. Let's say, well, not really poor. You don't have poor really, but like you went from like basically not even making your own money at one point. Like this is like like this the money that you have, especially as an adult. Like you know, like it's. Stuff you worked for, obviously, right? But, like, you know, you still kind of knew what it felt to, like, not have money and everything. So, it's like, when you have, like, big purchases coming in mind, you're just kind of like, 
you know, it's like, oh, I could eat this. Like, you know, I could eat that price. But at the same time, in your brain, you're just like, dude, that's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, and then you go through that laundry list of shit that, let's say, your daughter wants from her wedding. And it's like, I'm not going to. Uh, it's like, you know, guys, listen. You being the in-laws and everything. I'm not going to mince what the fuck is on this list. I'm just going to give you the subtotal. Listen it to me right now. 116 motherfucking thousand dollars. Now, I Wait, love what? my daughter. That, that... No, some people's weddings can go real nuts with it. But let's just say, like, if like if the wedding was, like, that fucking expensive open up shit. a fucking tax bracket yeah. for that wedding, dude. Like, what are you... It's, like, gonna have to write that off as a loss for your tax return. Literally, like, you're gonna have to put that, like, in my taxes and then tell me I can go to this thing, even but though I don't know anyone there. It's, like, so I'm gonna just make it real simple. It's, like, you still talk with the parents. It's, like, listen, we're splitting it 50-50. Cause, uh, your boy just also spent $200,000 on buying some World Series poker trading cards. Am I right? And actually, not trading cards, playing cards, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> oh, you were about to say NFTs. <laughs> bicycle NFTs. The very dude, first bicycle cards. I was a, at my an NFT. fucking chiropractor today, dude, and he doesn't even say hi the first thing he opens the door. He's just like, I'm wearing a, a shirt with Mario and Yoshi on it. It's Mario riding Yoshi. Super Mario World. <laughs> it's like, oh, dude, that's sick. You're selling that shirt as an NFT? And I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> are we really gonna be talking? He gonna... literally said that, and I'm like, dude, no. Oh, are we really God. Gonna... We're gonna talk about this now? We're gonna be talking uh, about uh, it seems like a good way to segue it's, into the next topic, don't it, it? It's more that David hates NFTs, spoiler alert. Well, not I'm, even that. And, and I'm just kind of like, I, I barely know what they are still. And I kind of think that, you know, I don't know. P people thought Bitcoin was real fucking stupid too. But then like now it's like, what, 50,000 and shit. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm the stupid one. So, you know, like maybe NFTs will take off. I don't know. Like, I don't really know too much about them and. Like, it basically means, like, I could make a modern art masterpiece, it being red paint on a white canvas, and sell it as one. I mean, yeah. Like, here, here's the here's the thing. Like, because a lot of people are still <sighs> mm. really fucking confused as to, as to what an NFT even is. And this fucking... There's a guy on Twitter who, like, really made, like, a great, like, thread about it. Like, I follow some... I follow a page. It's called Crypto Bros mm -hmm. Taking L's. And it literally has all these stories on it about how these dudes, like, didn't buy, like, their girl's wedding rings and instead, like, bought NFTs that they told her would, like, profit off of in, like, ten years. Mm -hmm. Like, really horrible shit about people dumping all their money into it. So, essentially, I don't even know how to explain You probably heard a lot about, like, stuff like NFTs and, and shit and whatnot. And no, it's not spending $160 on playing cards like I did. That's not an NFT. That's just a very, very <laughs> stupid man buying, like, these limited edition playing cards. I mean, the thing is, it's like, with the cards that I bought, there was only, like, apparently, like, 2,500 of those ever made. Like, ever. Ooh. This is the first time that they were released to the public, which is why I decided to buy it, because I, I, I could either resell it at some point, or I could just keep it in my collection and, like, sell it when I'm, like, 80 for, like, a million dollars. So, that's the plan. Uh, nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. That episode was on TV today. <laughs> so... What an NFT means, it stands for non-fungible token, right? So unlike buying like a bond or an equity or a real estate or even physical art that you can fucking mm -hmm. hold in your hands, you're not even buying something that has any tangible existence. You're buying an expensive entry that is sort of in somebody else's database. This is the exact word from this guy, right? It's kind of... And I'm all reading this from this Twitter thread. 
There's one comparable market to it, and that's like the star naming market. You know what I mean? The, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the international star registry, mm-hmm. where you can literally <clears throat> name a star after somebody. Like, oh, my child was born on this day, so I'm gonna name this star after him. Blah blah blah. You know? You don't own the fucking star. <laughs> it's a star. You, you goddamn <laughs> moron. It's in. It's in space. You can't possibly get to it. Even if you could, you can't touch it. It's a star. You're gonna burn your tiny dick off. All right. But, like, back in, back in like, you know, whatever day, some entrepreneurs found you could convince people to buy the rights to yet unnamed stars after their loved ones by putting it in an unofficial registrar. You'd buy the rights to name the star, and they'd send you, like, literally a piece of paper claiming that you were now the owner of the said star. Nothing was done in the transaction. You literally just paid somebody to update a registrar about a ball of plasma millions of light years away. <laughs> And NFTs are sort of similar things. Instead of stars, it's like digital artwork that you have online. They're literally just JPEGs or like or PNG images yeah. or whatever. And when you buy an NFT, usually with cryptocurrency, because that's what they're all linked in, because they like to make it as complicated as possible to hide the money laundering, you um you don't actually own the image. I could right click it and download it to my computer. I suddenly have the image. I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. Basically, an NFT is like tricking you into buying artwork that you don't even own. You're not buying the Mm -hmm. art. You are purchasing a digital piece of paper that (laughs) says that you own it. That gives literally zero legal precedence saying that you own it. I, I love how you, like the way you're talking about it, dude. Just completely denounces the whole fucking idea as well. It's like because it they're is, horrible. It, I know because it's like literally a literal piece of paper, a virtual piece of paper. Yeah, in something called a blockchain, <laughs> which is like this communication piece that like lets you show who owns it, quote unquote, and like the like the transitioning of the thing. It's if it sounds complicated, if it sounds unnecessarily complicated, that's because it fucking is. It's deliberately designed that way to hide what it actually is. It's money laundering. Basically, when you buy an NFT for God knows, and people buy them for like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes yeah. millions, for like this dumbass picture of like a retarded monkey. Like, <laughs> literally, like that's a big thing. Like, the thing is, it's not even about the artwork. They say it's about the artwork and helping artists get exposures, but it's not. Half of the NFTs are literally a picture of a monkey. That isn't even, that is only edited to have him wear different clothes and doing different things like smoking a cigar. It's like a base image that is just edited to pretend it has different value. That it now looks something different. Oh, you have the super rare gold teeth NFT. Gold teeth monkey <laughs> NFT. Oh, you have the one with like the pirate hat or whatever. It's the same image with like different fucking, it's the same base image that is traced over. Probably stolen from an actual like artist trying to make his way online in the digital marketplace. Literally just copy and paste it over and over again with different stuff and they pretend it has different worth. The whole thing, the whole reason that people are into NFTs is because people think it's easy money. And to some people it is. I even had like some guy on Twitter literally say that like, oh, like, I don't care for NFTs, but if I could make one and it's guaranteed to make me rich, I'm doing it without a second thought. And knowing him, not fucking surprised that he said that. (laughs) Even a little bit. But yeah, um, the thing with NFTs, right? The reason they're a scam is that like... The whole notion of them is that you purchase one, right? Mm-hmm. And you hope to sell it to somebody who's even fucking dumber than you <laughs> for even more money. But, I mean, hey, there is no shortage of idiots out there. So, That's the I whole mean, thing. The NFT market yeah. is ran by more. It's, it's like it's powered by morons who buy these things thinking they're going to sell it to somebody dumber who has worth. 
well, congratulations, you just bought this, like, fucking picture of a monkey of, like, some <laughs> that this guy doesn't even technically own for $300,000, and now the dude's, like, rich for no reason. So now instead of buying your digital... The thing is, it's, like, it's literally, like, an evolution in a more convoluted form. Like, instead of, like, buying the star, you're buying a JPEG from an artist, except you're not buying the image, you're buying a digitally signed URL to the image that lets you pretend that you own it, when, again, you don't. You can take any image on the internet, right-click it, and it's on your computer, and it's so stupid. This is why NFT people are a fucking cult, right? They literally have a pejorative term for them now. They call them right-clickers. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> As if they are somehow the intelligent ones. For paying that much money for an image that they don't even fucking own, right? <laughs> so, listing digital stars on the register is like a play-to-pay game that requires you to purchase weird tokens wherever the available exchange price is, which creates this weird synthetic demand for the token and drives the price of it up, which is convenient for those who happen to own the token. The whole core of the NFT grift is sort of outsourcing the market for that artificially... Scare, uh, I'm reading this wrong, the scare registrar to artists who are forced to pay large sums of money up front to list URLs to their artwork in the hopes of recovering their lost costs. It's literally buying this for a crazy sum of money, hoping to convince dumber people than you that it has value and that's why you bought it, to then sell it again. You know, it, that, it, that's why it's like a money laundering scheme. It's perfect for that. You know, you could try to like hide it in the blockchain or whatever and mm. they think because it's crypto, the whole reason that they use crypto instead, right? It's because they're trying to avoid paying any tax on it. That's why anybody, and that's why so many people are involved in like NFTs now. Why even some companies, like I think the Milwaukee Brewers are doing it now because they think they can get off away with paying taxes in it. But the reason I wanted to talk about this today is because as of today, NFT sellers will have to start paying taxes on their JPEGs. A bill for it just <laughs> passed in the house. <laughs> Now, it didn't pass in the Senate yet, so it's not, like, official yet. It's yeah. not, like, all up on there and confirmed. Mm -hmm. But the, the if this goes through, the whole reason that anybody even got fucking involved in it in the first place... Just got invalidated. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I had so much respect for Steam when Steam fucking banned them because, like, they were trying to, like, rally Steam to be able to pay them in NFTs. I'm so fucking happy that Steam stood up to them like that. Let's fucking Good go, on. Valve. Good on I'm you, really Valve. happy that they did that. Yeah, so apparently it's not going to be in effect for a few years if it does happen, but it's already going to affect their value on the way down, right? Yeah. So essentially it works like this, right? And I'm like half explaining like my biases towards it and like what mm -hmm. I know about them and half reading this thread. Essentially, here's how it goes. Can this you send that to me real quick? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I was about to say, why didn't I do that? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, this is lit It's literally the best thread on NFTs I've ever read in my life, and a lot of people saw it, which is good. Essentially, it goes like this. Person A buys an NFT for $10. Then person A sells it to person B for $10,000. Person B then sells it to person C for $100,000 because they were able to convince the ones before them that it had value. So, like, it keeps increasing in value. But then guess what? Person C then only is able to sell it to person D for $10,000 because it shrunk in value for no reason. It's like this weird artificial marketplace, like, that's sort of... I know, like, the real stock market, except they're trying to get around taxes about it by just convincing mm -hmm. them that these artificial images, which a lot of the times they steal from actual artists, by the way, mm -hmm. has, like, these sorts of weird intrinsic value. And it makes me so happy when they take these L's, because every fucking crypto bro I've ever talked to, they only have one argument, Dennis, and I'm not even exaggerating about this. They always just tell you, do your own research. 
Like, you don't understand it. Like, this is, like, this is gonna change economics, this and that. So can you Literally, actually explain it to me? It's like, no, do your own research. They never could. No <laughs> one ever. And when they do it, I, I tell them, and I explain them why it's fucking stupid. They literally just laugh. It's the same reaction every time. I've, like, because people have told me to do my own research about it. So I did. And yeah, they're still fucking stupid. <laughs> like, it didn't change, right? Basically, person A, B, and C are the same person shuffling the money around between anonymous accounts, and then person D is sucker-tricked to buy it by this artificially fake demand. And guess what? That's called wash trading, and it's illegal in pretty much every other market. But they think they can get around it because it's cryptocurrency. And not to mention even that crypto uh, hasn't really truly been uh, regulated. Uh... Which US. it's going to be at Wait, some point. Like, it, I, obviously, yeah, it is. I think regulation, um, personally for me, maybe coming, maybe not sooner, maybe not later. I really don't know when. I think it is coming though, regardless. And it's uh, that was the one thing that all, no matter what you uh, cryptoed, Ethereum, fucking Doge, or even crypto bros, up, or they're yeah. called. We call them crypto bros now. Okay, like if. Like, for all these crypto bros that basically thought that, like, you know, that that the U.S. government wasn't going to get involved. Because let me tell you something real quick. And no one hates people making more money than them or making money at all more than other Americans. Particularly, let's say, the old money. And for a lot of these fuckers, like, I think if I don't know, it'd be so weird, like fucking like if you brought like andrew carnegie or uh, one of the rockefellers like thing into like the current uh era or, like the current year right now and you told them that like yeah there's this like thing that basically has actually no intrinsic value at all but yet there still has somehow value in it it's like and they're like and this is a picture it's like yeah my god your people are fucking stupid <laughs> i love the mona lisa analogy man it's like you know like what are you gonna do like you can it's literally just taking a little slip of paper saying owned by dennis chung and <laughs> slapping it on the back of the mona lisa and pretending you own it like you don't own it you don't own anything <laughs> yeah like, you, can like, create, you can create an nft of like a fucking tic tac and then you sell that to it, yourself. And it like, could be the nicest picture of a Tic Tac you've ever taken. The, the greatest Tic Tac yeah, you've ever it, done did like, see. Like exposure, fucking contrast. Literally got all the fucking workings of the greatest picture on earth. It's still... A not, not, I'm not really going to go into that. It's still a picture of a fucking Tic Tac. I mean, <laughs> at, the same, I mean at the same time as well. It's like, it's like you, you really have to be... And I, I'm not really going to like... Because even though I am reading the, the article that... Um, david sent me i'm not gonna go uh off the rails or not even really off the rails but i'm not really gonna go on and say like that uh, anyone who uses and buys or sells nfts are fucking stupid because i don't really i still like you know again I i'm doing my own research and i still don't know what the fuck it is i feel and like in so, theory they could have been great but in actuality it's just used for scams and but, shit but yeah because of course anything that is gonna be as accessible as this and is able to make people on mass let's say a lot of money obviously people are gonna use and abuse it like to the point where literally i guess that the fucking uh federal government has to step in and say hey oh by the way you know this stupid picture yeah you have to pay us two dollars for that it's like, I, i've only it's like no you have to pay us for that yeah they're literally only gonna have 15 <laughs> days after like they get ownership of an nft to like fucking declare it like that for taxes otherwise that's a fucking that is a felony my dude can, can, it, can you imagine if someone gets taxed because of a picture of dog shit on the fucking road <laughs> Dude. Can you imagine? 
Chesapeake text for actual dog shit. <laughs> like that is what's really fu- like hilariously ironic yeah, to me. Yeah. It's just so fucking. I don't know this current timeline that we live in. It's just so funny, like how everything and anything nowadays could just be flipped on someone's head, like literally at the snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. And and I mean. You know, talking about crypto for a second, obviously, like, a lot of people made a lot of money off of, like, um, uh, Ethereum and a lot of other coins that, like, yeah. uh, I'm sure a lot of people are here aware of. And yeah. for anyone who is still trying to get a 30 series card, it looks like you're still going to have to be waiting for a 40 series. And it also looks as if even if those do come out, you're still going to be even waiting for the 50 That's series. That's half the reason I don't yeah. even respect it, man. Like, yeah. my fucking uh, chiropractor said the same thing. He's like, some guy buys Bitcoin years ago, this mm-hmm. and that. He's suddenly rich or whatever. He's like... Oh, you make an NFT of the shirt. I'm like, dude, it's, it's fucking Mario. I can't. Yeah, it's, it's Nintendo fucking... would be on your ass. Like, and that made yeah. him laugh so hard when I told him, like, really, Doc? How the, how the fuck am I going to make this an NFT? <laughs> it's fucking Mario. You could, like, make you it don't look think, like, like a bootleg Mario. Oh, that's true. I could make him look yeah. like Seven Granddad. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm going to get rich. <laughs> I'm gonna make this, make this NFT head, head, headline of our of our episode today. Dennis, uh, De- Dennis, David makes an NFT. Yo, the Double D Experience logo, NFT. NFT, David. I will be. I will be honest though. Right now, if we if our logo was an NFT and we were making money, I would not say shit about NFTs at all at this point. You're the like, second person I know that said this. My I buddy Skiff said the same fucking thing. Like, bro. I mean, if we are making money, is it really a scam? It depends. I would cash out before it ever like tanked to the point where it's just, I see like, what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. It depends on like, how you use them. Yeah. And like, I mean, like, if it's in the hopes of mm. just like getting like some fuck who's dumber than you to buy it from you for even more. Mm. And I guess I don't see how it's any different than just like selling a picture. Just some dumb motherfucker wants to pay me $100,000 for it. Okay. Because like the art, like the modern art market is sort of the same thing. And that's another mm. similar aspect of it. You remember the guy who fucking just nailed a banana to the wall and sold it for a million? <laughs> Same shit. Who decides that that has that sort of intrinsic value? Mad respect to the guy who ate that banana, by the way. There was... Like, the, he's actually... Like, that guy is legit my hero. The guy who just <laughs> took the banana off the wall and ate it. Like, fuck you. This is not worth a million dollars. You gonna sue me now? You gonna sue me because of the banana? <laughs> fuck this. <There's... laughs> you gonna sue me because of this fucking banana? The kind that the dumb little monkeys in your fucking pictures would look like they eat? Guess what, motherfucker? They can't eat it because unlike them, this shit is tangible. Can you imagine being the judge for that case? Like, you're being, like, so... Mm-hmm. Like, and also, not to mention, it's like, when you, if you're a judge, right, and you get this case on your table, it's also like, you know, okay, like, you as a judge, you'd have to be like, all right, first of all, what the fuck is an NFT? <laughs> <laughs> what the Dude, fuck is that's... a non-fungible... Is it fungible or fungible? I, I want to get this right for the case, but, like... Like, I don't want to look like an idiot in front of the entire fucking court. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's like, like, same, it's like, it's like you like bring the, the both lawyers in. It's like, listen to me. Listen to me, Bob. I'm, I'm going to ask you one real quick, 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 one real quick question right now. Yeah, yeah. What is it? What is it? What is it? What the fuck <laughs> is an NFT? <laughs> what the funge? What, like, yeah, what, yeah, what the funge? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, secretary. <laughs> like, like I, I mean, you know, this is... Uh, <laughs> I'd, I, I'd like this on the record. What the fuck is an NFT? <laughs> like, it's like, you, you like, points to that lady who types the shit all the time in the courtroom. It's like, you! 
Yeah, I hope you wrote that down and write this down too. What the fuck is an NFT? <laughs> like, it's like those same court cases, right? Where just like you know, like uh, people sue because like oh, like there are a couple of notes that sound similar in this song, so they ripped off my song. Oh yeah, like you know what um, I mean, uh, like those musical copyright cases. There was one that I remember was pretty famous. It was uh, the the. Uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking, uh, the guy, not, not Pharrell. It was the, the, the Pharrell and, um, fuck, I don't even remember the dude's name. Oh, he's so, MC he's so Ham- relevant now. The, the oh, MC Hammer? Like, M- M- MC Hammer and the song that, uh, obviously everyone knows, like, you know, can't touch this. Uh, they, there was a song that came out before his and MC Hammer literally stole that song and basically put his own lyrics over it. And I think he got sued the fuck out for it, I believe. Yeah. And same thing happened to Robin Thicke. But except he Ooh. didn't actually as much as I hate as much as you know Robin Thicke, he seems like a douchebag on front. I don't know the guy, obviously, uh-huh. so I'm not gonna say anything. Him and for him and Pharrell got sued by um Um What's the dude's kids? Um the guy who sings sexual healing, Marvin Gaye. They had Marvin Gaye's kids sued him because they claimed that like the baseline and blurred lines sounded too similar. And it's like it's a fucking baseline. It's meant to, like, amplify, like, the melody of the song. You know, no one owns a particular sequence of notes like that. If anything, all the pop artists should be suing the shit out of each other since every single pop song now, and this has been scientifically fucking proven, uses the same four chords over and over and over again. So if anything, they should all be suing the shit out of each other making bank. If you ask me, Marvin Gaye's kids, like, weren't even really trying to vindicate him. It sounded like they probably just wanted money, but this was wet years ago. This was, like, 2015, 2014 that this happened. So again, just what the fuck is an NFT? I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. But point is, it's like, it's different than crypto. Like all crypto scams, it's like the essence of the NFT grift. It's like recruiting new people who don't fully understand it by convincing them that this weird database is like this authoritative registrar of value. Like just like star naming, it's like it's not even about utility. It's not about practicality. It's mm. not even about value. Literally just a shared delusion and a get-rich-quick scheme. It's a cult. Not to mention the environmental impact that it has, like because all these graphics Along cards, with all graphics, cri- yeah. Along with all crypto, too. All crypto, all these graphics cards that have to get burned out and shit, like, just to hold up this blockchain that says you own something that you don't even know. It's a waste of- it's a waste of the environment. Like, it's literally multiple houses, that- that's how- multiple houses power. That's how much power that these blockchains use, just for something, like, dumb like this. Crypto is one thing. I think cryptocurrency is fucking stupid enough as it is, and I know a lot of desperate people who are into it because, again, they think they can just use it to get rich. That's why any dumb motherfucker gets into these things. Everybody wants to get rich. Nobody wants to work for it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like it's like stock trading over something that's even like subjectively even more volatile because there are people who put their whole fucking livelihoods into this shit, all their money yeah. into fucking crypto and shit, and gone. And I'm going to be honest. It, it's for me. It's getting to the point where I don't feel really feel bad for them. Probably because I don't mm-hmm. actually know someone in real life who that's happened to. But you know, but that's also like a decision, like a, an actual adult made too. It's like you know, literally, like, hey, you made. Hopefully, you, you there are some young, fucking impressionable people who are into this shit now, dude. I mean, yeah, literally. I think, uh, I yeah, I knew some too when I was like growing up as well. Um, yeah, especially one kid, especially that I knew. It was a family friend of mine that. Uh, this was around the time that like Bitcoin was getting like uh, really big, and I remember one time that I was coming, I came over to um, one of our family friend's house, and he was there with us, and uh, he was actually he had a laptop with him and everything, and he was just like looking at like the the fucking arrow going up and down and shit for Bitcoin, and then like he was just like staring at it the entire time that we were all like hanging out and chilling, and I'm just kind of like, 
now looking at it, especially because like I have my own stocks and a lot of other stuff, and I've gone up since like I basically invested. But like you know, I do my best to like not really look at it. To the, like that's at least just for me, because it's like at the very least, like I don't really um for me I don't really invest in a lot of volatile stuff. I go for mostly um, index funds and like stuff that basically are considered stable at the very least. And I know for a lot of people, they love to they a lot of people kind of view it as the way that I do. And that they just kind of go just for stability and like don't really play. But there are people that love to play. Mm-hmm. They love to play. They, li- they literally think this is like virtual Vegas for them. And mm-hmm. and at the same time, though, there are people that, hey, they it's like almost like the lottery as far as like the chances go. Like some people do like, you know, with, I guess, certain due diligence and stuff. Like, you know, some people do like, you know, make a good chunk of cash and like, you know, they... They do get rich, like, and they uh, do well for themselves using, um, uh, basically investing in the stock market. And if I may, uh-huh. this just—I just want to say one thing really quick that adds right. on to your point. There's a mm. quote from Charles McKay: "Whole communities suddenly fix their minds upon one object, and go mad in its pursuit. That millions of people become simultaneously impressed with one delusion and run after it till their attention is caught by some new folly more captivating than the first." I just wanted to say that because mm-hmm. it's in this thread as well, and I thought it would add on to your point. Did yeah. I just interrupt you for no reason? No, no. I think it definitely <laughs> is. Um, it's appropriate because everyone wants to, like, I think, um, I know it, it's like there's a toss-up between people who just want to get filthy rich, and there are a lot of those people, and there are also just those who want stability in their lives. And I think for me, I'm kind of like sort of in the middle ground, I guess. It's like I definitely would like certain nice things, and obviously I need money to do that. Like hundred and fifty dollar cards. <laughs> How about two hundred fifty dollar cards? Think big, David. I mean, I mean, David. Would you? If I'm wondering if Bicycle actually has like a museum, I think you'd probably would love. To I go would there. love to. Fu- Will you take me to the Bicycle Museum? I wonder if they even have one. Let's see, dude. Uh, I'm gonna be so fucking mad. You're gonna like buy me tickets to like the Bicycle Museum. We're gonna fly out to go and shit, and then there's just gonna be a bunch of these fucking two wheel seaters on the wall and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like these old timey bicycles, like God damn it, Dennis! I wanted you to go to the bicycle museum. Where the fuck it, are we? The, the oh, bicycle museum. Oh, there is a national museum of the playing card, and there are relics from as far back as the 16th century that are on display in a city known for its playing card industry. And the fucking kicker is, it's, it's not even in the states. It's wait, in really? fucking Waffle Land, Belgium. What? <laughs> That's so surprising. I mean, that can't have much to do with bicycle. Then, I mean, their their cards, according to them, as they have great pride, says it's all they're all made in the USA. It's out of a place in Kentucky that they do it. If anything, I thought you know this museum would be in Kentucky. Only fucking reason I'd ever go to that state. Uh, but you know, bicycle card. Yeah, because that's where I bought these ones. I bought them off the bicycle website. Hmm. Not for cryptocurrency. I gave them money. <laughs> I gave them money straight up. Like, here's like... And I'm, pro- I'm not even going to open these cards. Real shit. I'm probably going to resell them at some point for like a lot of money. Because they literally only made like 2,500 of this deck. And this is like the first time that they've ever sold them to oh, the public. Oh, okay. That's why, oh, wow. that's why I bought them. I'm just like, fuck. I got to... Yeah. Mm, I got to snatch like, this before it goes I, away. They're limiting them to like <laughs> two per customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know I had to do it. It's a little nuts. And... And even just uh, what I'm about to say, too, is that, like, you know, even as far as, like, playing cards, which, I mean, you know, you could find any fucking stack of 
yeah. or deck of playing cards like anywhere really and get them for how much was like the cheapest I, one that you got i bought most of mine that i had from walgreens like literally all the ones that I, i'll put the pictures on screen right now most of the ones that you're looking at on screen right now except for you people listening on spotify which don't stop listening on spotify that's we want people to listen on spotify but you know listen wherever you're comfortable mm-hmm. i bought most of them off of walgreens yeah, and I bought, like, pretty much every single one that they had on their shelf there. They ranged in price. Do you remember the first, uh, tucked, uh, the first deck that I bought? Those little crimson metallics yeah. ones? Mm-hmm. I sent you that video, those really shiny ones. Mm-hmm. Those ones were a little pricier than normal ones just because of, like, the material that they're made out of. Those were made, yeah. those had actual metal in them as well, among mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. Those were, like, 13 bucks, a little cheaper, like, 12, uh, 12.99, okay, 11.99, hey. something okay. like that. Mm-hmm. The cheapest ones I bought was, like, a cheap deck of cards. This is part of the reason I got into the hobby. It's not normally an expensive hobby. I bought, like, the cheapest ones, standard decks, like, 3.99. A deck of cards is not expensive. It's yeah. just, like, you or know, I... they're, like, really good collector's items. Like, yeah. I don't know, I cannot, I can tell you why I'm so intrigued by them, but at the same time, I can't. I just like them. Shut up. Yeah, like, it's just... I like poker. It's a game of honor. It's a, so, people's, you know, it's a people's hobbies. And it's yeah. the same even for me, like, with trading cards. And like, trading cards are a bit, a little bit more on the... Gets the pricier the, side. It, it yeah. gets into the pricier side, and at the same time, it gets into, like, the real weird territory of it's, like... Because there's, like, so many versions of, let's say, a single card. And there's, like, people will tell me multiple fucking reasons as to why this version is so much more expensive than the other because of obviously like scarcity and like you know a card from 2002 is obviously going to have like a insane amount of value compared to like let's say like you know some version of it that came out like let's say recent in recent years like everyone remembers the um the uh old the charizard pokemon card that everyone is obviously so familiar with now at this point yeah and everyone knows of the insane value that that fucking card had like um especially if you manage to have one mint from those days and they also get like a uh, psa which is basically like a, a grading system uh company that basically grades uh trading cards and i think they go from like a rank from one to ten ten i think being obviously like the most highest condition uh, possible mm-hmm. give you like a real nice case for it and everything and you know it's definitely obviously one of the more expensive hobbies like literally there is a card of that i'm trying to get right now but you know i'm waiting until I at least i could get a uh a job going there's one card that i want that is literally the same amount there's one single card and it's not even a bad card it's a pretty good card but this one card is literally the exact amount that david dropped for his fucking multiple decks that he bought man i got five decks <laughs> and i got 20 uh 250 something odd cards out of it suck a yeah. dick Yu-Gi-Oh players i mean it's like uh i, I think this kind of goes into the like the lesson anyway, guys we're gonna wrap this up in a bit but um yeah. it's uh we're like i guess i guess going into like just a little bit the um attaching value to like inanimate objects like like it's kind of insane too that like literally you know gold especially is like one of those things where it's like it's a shiny rock but like people back in the day were like yeah it's a shiny rock but we could have it mean more like By basically making it an nft yeah but <laughs> no one just buys up the entire gold supplies it's like yeah no one has gold except me so if you want gold fuck Ooh. fuck you pay me <laughs> that was another argument they were like oh why does gold have value because i can hold it yeah and 
you could actually do something with it, dude. Too. Like it's like you, it's every like a single, tangible uh, thing you could have in your fucking hand. Every single like, person I know who's like super into NFTs, I, I I know them. They literally never leave their house. They're like actual like gaming like basement dwellers. Like of course, every yeah, single they're, one they're I know that's actually into that shit. They're not they're, living in reality, man. Yeah, they're staring at their fucking computers. All Love them as people. Day. Some of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life. But they just they're trying to get rich quick. And it, 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 it uh, whatever. We're done talking about that. We're on playing. We're on playing cards right now. Yeah. Playing cards. <laughs> oh, cards and cards. cards in general, kind of. <laughs> Believe in the heart of the cards, Yugi. I summon Ace of Spades to finish the royal flush. <laughs> or something like that. Is, is that how it goes in the, in, the, in the show? Is that how that works, Dennis? No. They, poke, you, you mean poker players don't, like, summon... Alright, guys, our affiliates, uh, like, our links are... Well, shit, then why does anybody play it? That sounds boring <laughs> as hell. <laughs> Whoa, what do you mean? I, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I was kidding. You trying to start a fight here, David? I'll fuck, I will literally drive to your house and slap you. Please do, I'm so lonely. <laughs> I would love to see you, Dennis. You're one of my bestest friends. Have I ever told you that? Why do I keep going back to the fucking shitty, like, alcoholic Bane voice? I'm doing that so much today. Like, I'm so... I, I, I think it, like... I feel like Johnny Test. Like, get, like, let's get, like, a fucking whip counter on screen right now. Like, how many times has David done this fucking shitty alcoholic Bane impression? <laughs> like... To be fair, it is addicting to do so. Oh, yes. Usually at the end of the show is when we go back to Bane. Let the game begin. Right, Batman. I see you have a straight. <laughs> well, how do you like flushes? The flush rises. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me, Batman. What was your favorite 90s sitcom? Uh, if I had to pick one, I'd, I guess I'd say Full House. Oh, that's what I have. <laughs> Give me my money, and no, I do not accept cryptocurrency. And don't you dare try to barter me with NFTs. I will break your other spine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, like, Bane just walks up. I have this digital receipt. It says that I own this JPEG. You stupid- He puts his hand on their shoulders like, Do you feel, do you feel like you own this JPEG? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, guys, yeah, we're, we're gonna wrap it up now. Do and, you feel like you have a tangible uh, object? <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, I accept, too own the Mona Lisa. <laughs> we accept donations in NFTs and cryptos. Shut the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> if, but, uh, no, like, oh well, well listen to me right mm. now. Uh, you can hire me on Fiverr. And no, I legitimately do not accept cryptos, and I don't do projects that involve NFTs. If you try to get me to involve them, <laughs> I, I, if you if you try to get me to if you try to involve me in one, I will curse you out like real shit. I'm not I'm not doing any like no, I'm not gonna be the voiceover for your instructional video on like how to get into NFT. Fuck you. No, I'm not doing it. Do it yourself. Like purchase a mic with what little actual money that you have apparently, and then use it to speak into it and do it yourself. But anyway, guys, yeah, I'm on Fiverr. Uh, you can hire me for your voiceover project and give me actual money to do so. Only five bucks. No, you don't have to. No blockchains. No quips. No pillows. It's all just. 
It's all just there. I do, uh, I'll do YouTube projects, I'll do promos, I'll do commercial, I'll do cartoon characters if you feel like my, my voice suits it. The works. Please hire me. It will build up my repertoire, and I will love you forever. Uh. A amen. Also, I think I do some other services on there, like uh, a little proofreading or minor, au mi minor audio editing. David will also help you edit your OnlyFans. I actually should make an Instagram. Like, I, I, it's it's like that shit's like slowly becoming the new Tinder. Yeah, you know sliding I mean? into DMs was not a joke, bro. Yeah, I, I legit, people say, like, people literally say Instagram's becoming the new Tinder, and obviously I hate Tinder. I, I like to talk to women in real life and get rejected by them in person. So, like, because that's a lot better, but, you know, um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, Dennis, you, you know the drill. You may find us on Inder Tinstagram. Uh, you can find us on... <laughs> <laughs> you, us, you can slide into our DMs anytime. Uh, you may find us on Twitter as well, not Facebook, Yo. for obvious reasons. What? No, that would just be hype if, like, somebody slid into, like, the Double D Experience DMs, like, trying to flirt with us. Yeah, but you'd be flirting with you, though. I'm already taken. I know so that. Like, I'm just saying it'd be funny like, because they're doing it to, like, a fucking why, podcast I like, account. I would literally just give you the phone. It's like, hey, David, this is for you. <laughs> They'd literally <laughs> be like, oh, for me. I, want, I want to get the Double D experience all over me, baby. I want to be spit roasted by you too. <laughs> and, and then I just look I, at I'd you. I'd be like, like, all right, listen, like, this is not going to happen because one, uh, Dennis is happily taken. And two, uh... I don't know. What's my excuse? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You like look over to me and I'm like, dude, there's a 50% chance. Probably maybe a 100% chance that this is a dude. So I mean, Actually, it's a, actually you if you want to get real. If you want to get real with it, we can look at our analytics and find out that it's an exactly 95% chance <laughs> that it's a dude. Shout, like, shout, hey, out, shout outs to Remy. We love shout, you, Remy. Shout outs to Remy and my girlfriend, Genesis. And, and Genesis, yeah, there are other yeah. two. Oh, yeah, it's actually like 93% now because yeah. of her. Let's go, mm -hmm. Genesis. You That's rock. Right. That's right. And yeah, I don't know, David. Like, you want to roll the dice on that? Oh my Th God! Hold on a second. You got to look at this right now. Look at this fucking on? meme. What's going on? L look at this fucking meme. <laughs> Is this really what they think they look like, or how they? perceive themselves as like <laughs> you can't well that's an nft that picture is an nft that line or whatever which by the way right clicked and pasted it so it's on your screen right now you can't defeat me i know but he can <laughs> <laughs> Boosh. the ira <laughs> All right, we're done. Yeah, we're done, Dennis guys. said all the socials. You know, yeah, you guys love it. We uh, really Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all that good shit. Yeah, follow us on all our platforms. And, we really and, appreciate your continued support. And like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so ask us any questions you want, yes. and we'll we'll make it a topic for our episodes, as you can hear from the yeah. beginning of this if, one. If we were struggling to find something to talk about, yeah. he will be a cog in the capitalist machine. As the most I am busiest one to be. <laughs> the most busiest fucking season of this entire country. Yes, yeah, so literally one of like the most biggest super fucking centers in the entire country. Yeah, the, but it's okay really? because I only sell one product, so I'm yeah. cool with it. If anything, I'm gonna. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, that was it. I, okay, I, okay. I, I, that, that's all I had to say. Okay, and I mean he'll be pretty honest about what it does. It makes your dick bigger. It does, it's, actually. It's you could actually it's put your dick inside of it, and you could bend it into over 70 shapes. That's actually a thing that you can do with the Shishibo cube. And uh, all you got to do is put your cock inside of it. Squeeze as hard as you can. <laughs> Imagine you did, like, product placements, like, in our podcast, like, using Shishibo. <laughs> 
Yo, real talk. I totally should. I should ask my boss you if could. they want to do that. Oh fuck. Oh boy. It's a pretty now, cool that, fucking toy. If nothing else, that, that would be a good replacement for Rise. And if you guys are around the American Dream Mall, you can pelt uh, rocks at David <laughs> if you see him. Yes, yeah, just don't try Because I, I will be there. <laughs> yeah, just don't try to mint the rock as an NFT because if so, I'll buy it. I'll buy it from you. If so, I'll buy it from you and then all of a sudden it's my rock and David, you don't own it anymore. So What if it was a rock that was in the shape of you? As soon as you said shape of you, I was just thinking of that Ed Sheeran song. I'm in love with your body. Um, um, if they were in the shape of me, then I would probably just mint it as my NFT, just so somebody else doesn't say they own my fucking likeness. <laughs> That's literally the only reason I would do it. Be like, all right, fine, I'll buy this from you. How much is it? Uh, 1.5 million. Suck my fucking dick. All right, we're done. Love Bye. you guys. Bye. Tune in next week. Mwah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>